Hey, fellow storm freaks, this is Phil, and on episode 120, we'll get an update on the progress to Outbreak, the storm-chasing video game from creator Mark Remiard. For a game to work, you need to have some sort of balance between risk and reward. So that's where we're, we're putting all our, our energy in. And stay with us for more hashtag weatherfools, a potty mouth forecast, Titan U covers lenses, and Brady's bringing another what happens next. It's a full episode of weather goodness coming up. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. It's brought to you by the Drive Weather app. Get the hourly forecast along your winter route. Download Drive Weather now from your app store. Hey, special thanks uh, to our Patreon members for supporting the show and uh, those of you that are joining us live as we record with our guests, uh, want to put a special shout out to uh, Kyle, Sean, and Daniel, a couple of our new Patreon members. Uh, but if you'd like to join them and, and become a new member, just go to patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Um, got a couple things, guys, to go through here first. Number one, so, so last episode, episode 119, uh, we did our holiday weather gift uh, special. We always do that right before Black Friday. And so after that, we do our five weeks of Christmas, and that's still happening on our Twitter account. So if you follow at Stormfront Freak, uh, you don't want to miss out on those amazing weather gifts that we are giving away right now. And, and so we're right in the middle of that. So don't forget to check us out. And then uh, the Storm Expo. So this is part of a larger natural disaster expo that's going to be going on in Miami, Florida. Uh, it was moved from February to April 21st to the 22nd of 2021 because of the pandemic. Uh, but you can still get your free tickets at thestormexpo.com. So that's thestormexpo.com. Uh, but get your free tickets. You can join us in Florida for a couple days to see some great speakers and an amazing expo. They're going to have all kinds of great storm and other disaster companies products, things like that. It's going to be a massive expo. It's going to be pretty cool. But stop by and go ahead and say hi to us because we'll have a booth there as well. Um, and then, hey, before we get to our guests tonight, we always got to see really which of our co-hosts decided to bring a drink and join us at the bar tonight because uh, it is a BYOB bar. But uh, MJ, I'm going to start with you up in Minnesota. What, uh, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight I'm back to my favorite beer, Grain Belt Northeast, but I'm in my Stormfront oh, Freak Grain Belt. Dude, I, I brought mine too, man. Yeah. Wow. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grain Belt beer comes out here. Okay, uh, Greg. <laughs> Greg, man, getting ready for the, uh, the Northern getting Lights re- Getting ready for the Aurora tonight. Um, so this is uh, Canadian whiskey and Coke again, as usual. All right, man. Getting creative oh, on me. Careful. Getting creative. Canadian. You got to like Kentucky or <laughs> Tennessee. All right, Maz, keep talking. What are you drinking tonight? Okay, hey, so I've got uh, hot chocolate and butterscotch schnapps and a ginormous uh, marshmallow in there because it's. Oh, that so sounds good. amazing, Maz. Can I have that? I'm like, Yum. whoa, it's very sweet. That does sound good. All right, so, so Jennifer, wow. are you joining us with uh, anything 
Any I libations know. or we got water again tonight? Coffee? We've got you guys, I have a big work day tomorrow, so I have water. But trust me, yeah. I will be drinking this weekend. The Buffalo okay. Bills are playing. It's a big game. Ooh, it yeah. is a big game. Go Steelers. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Brady, Brady, you talking Brady. trash. What are you drinking? You know what? I'm sorry, guys. I'm in an interesting mood. And so, and with that being said, I'm drinking Dosakis, which, wow, look at that. It's invisible. That's that pretty amazing. Looks, Merry Christmas. Dosakis. Brady, you got a good haircut, too. Thank you. Thank you. It's about oh, time. I, I was looking about mine. Bad. Oh, and you guys. <laughs> you guys are all beautiful. Everyone in the audience, everyone listening, you guys are all beautiful people. So don't let All right, Maz. Let's, uh, all fun and games. <laughs> let's get to the real good stuff. Hey, speaking of games, <clears throat> nice one. Good job there. Thanks. Hey, Outbreak is a multiplayer storm chasing video game. It's designed to emulate all of the fun of storm chasing with none of the boring bits like I got to go to the bathroom, that type of thing. A successful Kickstarter campaign last year assured us the game is going to be coming to a PC near you soon. Mark Remiard from Montreal is head of development for Outbreak and has been chasing storms for like 15 years. Being a sound designer, mixer, and composer, he started learning about game engines using his basic knowledge in programming as a starting point. Bonjour, ça va, Mark? Bonjour tout le monde, hi. <laughs> in Montreal, you're, we're, uh, we're used to hearing bonjour, hi, as a one, uh, one thing to say when bonjour, greeting hi. people. Yeah. <laughs> I Just love that. A bilingual greeting. So uh, thank you for having me. And um, I'll, I'll just say cheers for now. What, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking. It's it's a beer from uh, from here, actually, from uh, Quebec, Canada. And it's a Russian imperial stout aged in bourbon oak barrels. Ooh, damn, oh, damn. You're going heavy. That's oh, nice enough. stuff. So Good I'll just you. have one, obviously. Mark, do do us a favor, Mark. Those that don't know about Outbreak, maybe give us a a quick um, introduction to the game. And then I want you to just jump into uh, the whole Kickstarter campaign. What prompted you to go in that direction and how it went? Yeah, so, so, well, at first I've been a storm chasing for a while, a storm chaser for a while now. And uh, I kind of always dreamt of having a game where I could keep keep on chasing in the, during the dead season so uh and being a nerd myself i just decided to start learning uh how to program and and do 3d stuff and i ended up uh working on recreating weather in in video games uh, video game engines sorry and you know what that's probably the hardest thing you can do in a 3d engine uh rendering stuff that is sometimes transparent and uh that keeps moving with fluid movement so it's probably the hardest thing you can imagine so at some point i a friend of mine who's also a chaser uh, made me realize that i could maybe use uh weather model data and integrate it so i wouldn't have to actually compute the physics myself right because uh i obviously am not uh, (laughs) a, a scientist so uh, I started working on it. I hired someone, so I guess I took some risks. And we finally came up with a way of using the model data and integrate it into a 3D engine. So at the same time, it became the 
the first like real time visualization of of super complex data like weather data so you're actually able to see it uh in then 60 frames per second or more which is kind of which was impossible before so i, I was really happy and started actually uh, working on the game design and then a friend of mine joined me into uh designing the whole gameplay and then he uh he's also designing the the world of outbreak because it's obviously we need if you're doing a storm chasing game you need a huge world uh because you need to be able to drive uh for a while <laughs> so uh, <laughs> hey i thought you were taking out the boring parts of your game. <laughs> yeah, well you can drive a while and and be following a storm right so <laughs> true. Yeah, that's all part of the hype, Phil. Come on, half half the fun is the drive with the, yeah, the music and the food and all I mean, that stuff. I mean, for, right? for good gameplay, you need to have uh, stuff that is not too easy, like you know, road networks uh, uh, that are really complex, and you have sometimes to cross rivers or or go uh, go around the canyon. So that's all part of the world and for that we needed a huge world which is another thing that's really hard to do in video games <laughs> because that's uh, that's hard on a computer obviously. so mark listen every storm chaser on earth has had a moment where they go damn it i wish i would have gone there instead of yeah. this do you have like some secret kind of like easter eggs hidden in the gameplay where you can like transport from salina kansas over to canadian texas in like that fast uh, please say yes mark because <laughs> that happens in real life right, <laughs> right. yeah the, the secret code you have to you have to note it right now so the secret code is going to be greg <laughs> <laughs> i could definitely use it yeah oh my gosh I love but. that. So it's kind of it's kind of like what Greg was asking. So like, are the cars equipped with the radar equipment and everything, or do you get like certain points along the way when you're chasing a storm and you get like an anemometer and you like get a, a camera or or something like really cool on your car? Yeah. So you start with the basic equipment, so the basic vehicle as well. So you have like the kind of a basic sedan vehicle uh, with the, with the not the greatest for going off road or or in uh, in dirt roads and stuff like that. So uh, you have that, and then you can uh, with chasing you get some points, which is like the currency in the game, and then you can uh, improve your vehicle or buy new ones. So there's going to be um, multiple categories of vehicles. So there's going to be the smaller ones like the sedans. There's going to be the uh, SUVs, the trucks, and armored vehicles uh like you guys know and love, um, love the armored vehicles yeah and uh yeah we plan on having we already have the dominator uh part of the game it's uh, <laughs> awesome we're gonna have uh daniel shaw's suv and uh, a couple of ones from a chasing tour company as well as some people that paid some money uh during the kickstarter to have their own vehicles in there so it's all going to be part of the game where you can you you kind of use your virtual money to uh, improve your gear and uh that's going to help you as well because uh in order to make more points you need to have better equipment for uh, better like let's say like footage if you're into uh filming or taking photos 
And then uh, the gameplay is going to be a lot centered on getting data, uh, you know, like dropping probes or or having stuff on your car that's going to measure uh, wind speed or pressure drops and stuff like that. So it's uh, it, there. There's a lot of different ways of making points, but there's also a lot of ways uh, of uh, a lot of ways to uh, lose some points by uh, having to uh, you know fix your car and stuff like that. Mark, there's hitting people. Oh. I, I'm sure you lose points when you hit people. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> oh, it's just like Grand Theft Auto storm chasing in there too, where you can like if your car breaks down, you can like steal someone else's car or something like that. Steal someone else's dominator, you know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. That would be awesome. Man, I would like to chase in a police car. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. That's probably good. We plan on having some special cars, like even like supercars, because someone's gonna find it funny to drive a Ferrari inside a tornado, right? <laughs> yeah. sure, sure hey, I want I want like all that. my uh, all my fellow freaks to know I was gonna upgrade to the package where then I could put the rental van with the Stormfront Freaks magnet on the side yes. of it as a chase vehicle. <laughs> yeah, but they they were all taken. They had already all been taken on Kickstarter. So wow, oh, no. do that. That would have been amazing. But oh my so gosh. so Mark, so tell us about Kickstarter. So what opted you to go that route to use Kickstarter, and um, you know what what were your expectations going into it, and how you felt when you were done? Well, since the beginning, I started creating a kind of a community around it. So I started on Stormtrack forums back then, uh, just telling people that I had this idea of doing that, and I was gathering ideas and uh, what should be in a video game about storm chasing and what shouldn't be in there. So uh, after a while, I created uh, a community on Discord and uh, a lot of people joined, a lot of young people, but also any any age, like any, all the, the weather nerds out there are kind of interested in that kind of project. So I guess since the whole project was growing a big community. I decided that I had some kind of, uh, I had to take, I had to use this, this community and make something big out of it. And I think it's, it was the best way of financing the project because at the end of the day, I didn't want to do a game for money because you won't make any money with a storm chasing game. It's too, too much. Uh, it's, it's very niche, right? The, you, you won't get millions out of it because it, a lot of people won't care about that kind of game. But tell me about it. We got a podcast about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but oh, no. but for me, it was more like I want this game to exist. And I've built a community around it. And I think people are really, really hyped uh, for playing that kind of game. So let's make it happen with the help of everyone. Uh, so that that's how it started, basically. Where do you where do you get your ideas from? Because I mean, there's got to be so much that goes in. Just the game itself has got to be just a ton of ideas, and then you have to have the visual aspect. And then you're coming from a sound background. Are you using like you know what twister? Do you use like a cougar and a you know other like? Where do you get all these ideas from? So I had like probably thousands of ideas of how to how to design the gameplay and and all all those things but i think that when my actual 
partner right now, David, joined me into this uh, big project. Uh, it helped a lot because this guy is a level designer at a AAA video game company, and I'm not sure I can even tell which one. So I am going to shut up now. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's got a pretty good background in, in video games, uh, generally speaking. So he helped me so much in telling me like, okay, so 80% of the ideas that you just told me are pure oh, I'm sorry for the word. <laughs> and, and those ones are good, but maybe we should rework them. So we, we did a lot of those kind of sessions where you we, we go back and forth and design the, the gameplay elements around it because uh, I think that kind of, of project, especially how big it is, uh, needs to be well designed for it to work. So, so Mark, when you said that some of the ideas were that word you used, <laughs> um, do you mean that they would be uh, too hard to implement in a game or that they were just not useful for the game? Like, was it because they were too hard to make? Well, I am mostly the one who make them possible technically. So usually I my ideas were something I could realize. But then when they were bad, it was mostly because it wouldn't bring something to the gameplay or or would bring something bad to, to the gaming experience. Because at the end of the day, fine, we all love storm chasing, but this guy doesn't know anything about storm chasing my partner. And he comes from a gaming experience. And he's telling me that even though you love storm chasing, this is not going to work in a video game. You Give know? an example. Like electric shock. Uh, if lighting driving eight hours in the car. <laughs> yeah, driving a lot of hours, you know, having yeah. everything real time. Uh, or having uh, days that keep on going and then the next day starts when the sun rises. And the server just keeps going and you just chase the next day. But at the end of the day, it wouldn't be it would be like you would have to wait for hours or or at least a good while to get a new setup and start chasing again <laughs> or all the different ideas that i had for improving your vehicle uh improving so much stuff that would be out of range for us like we we won't start having to you know repair specific parts on your vehicle or have potholes on the road that might give you a a flat tire and and then you'll have to call someone to get help on the road you know yeah That's i don't all know how to fix my first all features no. that yeah i, I call triple a every single time and you can't start in a tow truck it doesn't work nope. so. <laughs> so yeah he, i realized and he made me realize also he helped me a lot uh, that for a game to work, you need to have some sort of balance between risk and reward. So that's where we're we're putting all our, our energy in because so so we want it you we want it to uh, make players take some risks, but without taking too much risk. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Mark, I, I have two questions. Uh, one. What's your favorite part about the game? Like, what's is it the gameplay, or what's your favorite part? And then two, do you guys have any plans of maybe I you know this is probably down the road, but maybe doing something with Oculus where you could actually like insert yourself into a virtual reality into the game? Um, okay, yeah. So 
I'm going to start with the last question, mm. if that's okay. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> okay, so yeah, if 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 I can make it happen, I will definitely make it happen for the uh, virtual real reality. But basically, VR is like rendering a game twice because mm. you're rendering it for one eye and rendering it again for the other eye. And that's what makes it all 3D for your eyes. So if currently I'm, I'm trying to have a game that runs well on most computers, uh, if I had to make it twice, uh, twice the, 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 the power that if I had to need more power, basically, uh, it wouldn't be uh, happening right now, at least. So mm -hmm. maybe at some point, we'll have some updates with the engine, we'll have new way of working with shaders. And that will be possible. But for now, um, like in in the next one or two years, I don't I don't think it's going to be possible. But let's see after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what was the other question? I'm sorry. What's your What's your favorite part about the game? Oh yeah. So right now, the favorite part I think is since I've always wanted that kind of game. My favorite part right now is definitely the immersion. Uh, the way that right now I can go into a field and be next to this huge cloud uh, with this heavy rain shaft to my right and hear thunder in 3D and just look around and have the sound that works with it uh, and just follow a wall cloud or or just core punch. Just the way I feel like completely immersed, even though we're not we're not even released yet, right? So we're, we're still mm -hmm. working on it. But sometimes I just lose myself just going inside the storm and and being like, wow, OK, this, this is really nice. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, pull him out. Pull him out. He's in the storm. <laughs> hey, talk about immersion. I you know I know a lot of people have, have uh, been immersed in winter weather so far this year. It's, it's hit many parts of the US. And it's time to get the Drive Weather app before it's too late. So listen, driving in bad weather, guys, it's, you know, it's stressful, time consuming. It can be downright dangerous uh, as well as obviously chasing storms. But now there's an app that can make your next road trip more enjoyable, uh, faster, maybe not portals, but make it faster and best <laughs> of all, safer. So the Drive Weather app, it shows you the forecast only on your route at the time you're expected to be at each point, which is really cool. There's an interactive time slider, and it lets you change your departure time and see how the forecast affects the weather on your route by leaving at different times. Uh, and now, listen to this, guys. You can even compare routes without having to do a new search. So, so you can you know, t tell it where you're going, and it'll give you different routes, and you can compare those routes to see you know, where the weather might be better if you take a different route. So you guys can view some, some common routes like I-65, uh, Route 66, I-95. These are some popular routes right now that you can see on driveweatherapp.com on their website to really kind of get a feel for it. Uh, the app itself, it's available on iOS and Android. Visit your app store and download Drive Weather for free. So it's time to take a break. We got a new Titan U minute for you. And uh, we're going to be back with Mark and the lightning round and some footage from Outbreak. Tornado Titans is where we capture incredible skies and we teach you to do it too. It's coming right for us. Get ready for the Titan U minute. 
So you want to take your storm photography more seriously, but you don't know where to start. You're shopping for lenses online and, well, it's all so confusing. Hey everyone, it's Sanner, and today I'm going to give you some basic guidelines for storm photography lenses to buy. First things first, let's get a bit of photography lingo out of the way. We're going to talk a lot about focal lengths, and in particular, the 35mm equivalents. Just know this represents how wide a lens is. The smaller the focal length number, the wider the lens. And when we're talking about width, we're talking about how much it can see in terms of the horizon. So with that said, let's get this party started. Typically, most lens manufacturers have two types of lenses you're going to find extremely helpful for storm photography or videography. The first type of lens is the wide standard zoom. Typically, these are around 24 millimeters and a 35 millimeter equivalent on the wide end, with the zoom from anywhere to 70 to even 120 millimeters on the other end. The main lens I shoot with is a 24 to 120 millimeter lens, which gives me a ton of zoom range to work with when photographing and videoing storms. This type of lens should absolutely be in your toolkit. It's the standard bearer. It's the rock you lean on. Get it. However, sometimes storms are gigantic and I find myself really wanting a much wider angle. An ultra-wide zoom should also be in your toolkit with a wide angle focal length of somewhere between 14 and 16 millimeters. At this width, you get a near 180 degree angle of view, which means you can capture the entire horizon, which is helpful for when storms are close. As a helpful hint, I tend to shoot with the ultra-wide about 40% of the time, so if you can, Grab one of each of these lenses I just talked about for your toolkit. We have a lot of educational materials on TornadoTitans.com. That's TornadoTitans.com. Come check out Titan U, where you can learn all about storms, storm spotting, and also you can watch us chase from the comfort of your home. Visit us at TornadoTitans.com. Hey, so we're back here. Uh, we got Mark Remyard with uh, the Outbreak Storm Chasing video game. And Mark, I got a question on the, the release date. Now, I know when you guys started the kickstarting, Kickstarter sorry, process, uh, you had talked about the beta, having a beta available to some of your um, Kickstart pledged, what do you call the people that pledge? Donors? What are they called? Recruiters. Backers. 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 There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, I, I know you talked about doing that in December uh, of this year. But uh, so t tell us, I guess, what, what's kind of the new project dates that you've set up from this point? So during the fall, we, we, hired a, we hired a team for taking care of all the networking, basically all, all of the multiplayer things, because that's one of the things that I want to be very well made and clean. And uh, there's a thing in programming that's called spaghetti code. And we, you don't want that for networking. It's basically code that is dependent on other code. And then if you change something, you break everything, right? So <clears throat> when you don't know a lot of things about networking and you, want, you don't want to spend years uh, learning about it, then you, you hired a team for that. So uh, they're great. They're doing great. But then during the first uh, months of the pandemic situation they they lost a member in their team so uh they 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 are very late on all their projects that they're working for uh working on so they kind of called us and said uh, it's going to be in six months or they, they were like oh it's going to be 
maybe at the end of the year, but then we think it's going to be by beginning of 2021. So this means that we're kind of waiting for them to finish the critical part of the networking so we can plug it, uh, plug everything in, like all the effects that we have, all the gameplay element that we're working on and all the world design that's being made right now. So uh, once they start working again, we'll have a kind of a precise uh, idea of when the release date would be. Uh, we'll be able to to have an estimated date by then. But it's they gave us an estimation that they would be back on track and ready to work with us again uh, by January. So it should be all right. Yeah. So what and and with the with the Kickstarter program, so when you set that up, you also had other uh, extension goals, and I can't remember what those those are called. Uh, stretch goals, um, yeah. yeah. Stretch goals, and 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 so I'm I'm curious uh, how you came up with the ideas of the stretch goals because I think you hit one of them, but then are you and and a question from uh, one of our Patreon members, Sean, asked: Is there going to be a way to donate to the game? after the initial fundraiser that might also help reach some of those other stretch goals so we were we are still discussing uh a way of having you know uh, a way for people to donate if they want to because you can donate to us right now through our twitch channel but we feel like it's not gonna well it's gonna help us of course but it's not giving you anything in return, whereas uh, during the Kickstarter, it was kind of giving you some cool things in game. So we're thinking about doing maybe some sort of pre uh, pre sale at some point, or 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 having finding a way to open a thing where people can donate but still get some small goodies, you know. Because uh, I don't know, it just doesn't feel totally right to just say, uh, give us your money for nothing right now because we're working. Uh, <laughs> so maybe we'll come up with a, with this great idea on, on how to uh, give something cool in return for donations. But right now we're mostly spending our time on using all the Kickstarter money that we had to make that game happen. <laughs> how about first, first people to Mark, play the game Mark or something? You know, have a, yeah, or or Mark, uh, do you guys have a battle pass or anything like that? I guess it's probably, I don't know if you have heard what a battle pass yeah. is, but it's, yeah, yeah, I know what this is, but we don't uh, know, we don't have that right now. We might have yeah. special events. We were thinking of doing maybe a like special community events where on that's that cool. day, that night, you're we're all chasing Greensburg or that's cool, you know, something like that. That'd be really so, cool. So, or, or, you know, we're all chasing 520 if it didn't bust, you know, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mark, so, you, you've been a storm chaser for 15 years, right? Yeah. So going from the game to chasing, what are your like top three tornadoes that have just like wowed you? chasing okay so real life tornadoes um yes. quinter kansas in 2008 was a good one it was an ef4 uh, and it was 
it was the year that I saw a lot of my <laughs> uh, first big stuff. Uh, also, I think my best chase ever was in uh, Nebraska in 2019. Uh, I'm so bad with remembering M names. McCook. Yeah, McCook. McCook. Yeah, this one. I was uh, kind of close to it. Uh, you know, when, when you're driving south from south to north, the tornado is on your west, and it's kind of going to cross your road, and you're just slowly driving with it. It was perfect. <laughs> that felt like a video game that day. Wow. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, and then and a couple of days later, I had the the Mangum tornado in 520. So I was pretty happy with 2019, and then 2020 happened. <laughs> <laughs> you must you must have had lots of time this yep. year to work on the game though mark yeah that's a good that's a good part of it i'm <laughs> spending a lot of time working on the game <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome yeah. um what, what are your like in canada i'm sure like every once in a while or you know frequently greg um there's tornadoes in canada has there ever been one in canada that's sparked your fancy that we can play on your game. I, I, I saw a couple tornadoes even in Quebec, but they're mostly what we would call in the states bird farts. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real storm the, feature expression? That's the name of the show. That's the name. Yeah, of the it is tonight. bird farts. Yeah, I like. Is that, that. <laughs> wow? It's it, well, I at least a lot of chasers that I know are using it when when it's a very short lived. A tornado where you just barely see the the touchdown and then it goes back up. Uh, people call it. It was just a bird fart. You know, I could drive through it. I actually have a serious question for you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead. In, in the gameplay, is there um, is there like a, a a forecasting stage that you go through where you are looking like two days ahead of time, 24 hours ahead of time, that sort of thing? Or is it all kind of day of radar based chasing or is there a forecast component? So when you're when you're joining the game, uh, you're basically joining slightly before initiation because you don't we don't want people to have to drive for several hours so uh basically you join the game you 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 are presented with uh kind of an spc forecast it's not going to be called that way obviously with a, an outlook with uh the official forecast and then you're going to have access to model data just like you would oh, do cool, uh, cool. for a chase day you know yeah yeah and then and then you have the current observations, the radar, the velocity, uh, all that, all that good stuff. But yeah, you will have access to a model. So, so because I, I, I want to, I want to know how true to life this is going to be. Are you able to have a blue sky bust in this game? That's that's a good question. Because because we... seriously, like, I I like I, I want it to feel like real storm chasing in my world. So if if, <laughs> if there's any way at all that I can really oh, screw up and go the total wrong direction, would love <laughs> would love that ability. Well, we want we want scenarios. We call them scenarios. It's chase days or whatever. It's games when you join a game. Uh, we want some of them to be really like it shows let's say like there's a moderate risk uh, on the northwest side 
but then the only tornado that's going to happen is on the southeast uh, along a boundary right, or right. stuff like that. So that kind of stuff will happen, but there will always be a tornado to see somewhere in the huge world of outbreak when you're playing. That's cool. Because that's cool. That would be kind of see that that's the kind of stuff that my partner would tell me, like, you can't have. <laughs> a day without one thing to get <laughs> you, can have, you can have like npcs along the road like waving to you like making fun of you yeah. like ah you screwed up that, that's the funny part it's like that 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 wouldn't make sense and i'm like oh so storm chasing doesn't make sense <laughs> well I'll tell you what i i think uh, what everyone's interested mark too is to maybe see a little bit of your yeah sure footage of, of so far what you've done and maybe if you got something new to show people and, and I always remember too people are going to be listening to the show so you, you know explain maybe what you're showing us yeah so if you want to share my screen go ahead yeah uh, so what I'm showing right now is the model data that was generated by our kind of in-house model so that's the Ashby storm and the Right now, we're just seeing the reflectivity radar. And as I move forward in time, uh, we're seeing it. Uh, we're going to see it evolve. Yeah. So, Mark, is this what the is this what the player would see? So this is basically the this is the data from the model. So I'm going to get to what the player would see. But you're going to be able to see the radar like that. Uh, right, we might right. we might uh, sample it as a at a, at a higher resolution so it looks better and closer to uh, what we're seeing right now on our radars um, but essentially I wanted to see like okay let's make this first day happen and first outbreak chase so I created this I, I chose this day randomly because it was kind of an easy one to to uh, reproduce because it was one storm but then my right. partner told me yeah but if it was one storm maybe the models di didn't see it at all right so it's kind of oh, okay maybe we won't get any storm if we're lucky uh we're gonna get a storm but then this happened it was so perfect that uh if i go i think it's here um so right now for those of you that aren't seeing we're we're seeing a kind of a classic hook echo on the supercell storm and i decided to just look at the historical data and look at the storm reports for that day and so my model simulated a hook echo of a supercell storm maybe a couple miles away from where the actual tornadoes happened that day so <laughs> maybe it call called it beginner's luck but uh it's kind of impressive to see that just Cool. Mark, Mark I, I can really today. foresee a time when the uh, forecasters uh, sitting in the SPC offices around the country are going to be sitting at their computers with your game on one screen and, oh, yeah. and you know, their, their war room forecast on the other screen at the same time. You know, <laughs> you know what? That's one of my dreams to be able to, to have it uh, simulated so fast that it's before the event, right? Yeah. So we... <laughs> One day that will happen, trust me. Or, or maybe even like as an educational tool. I mean, to, to educate yeah. like people on like, hey, yeah. like we're going to take you out for a storm chase today and it's going to be virtual. And here I'm going to show you the dangers of a tornado. That could be really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what, the, what, following up with that, that they use this in class. Yeah. That's really neat. 
So what's what's cool with that with all the the model stuff that we have is that we have so so many things that we can put on a map for the players if they want to actually make their own forecast, right? So they can look at we can have like all kinds of stuff that I'm sure or Greg, you know uh, what's uh, what's all of them. But um, the cool thing that that was this it's it's also reproducing the clouds in 3D. Whoa! But, so that instead that of is really just neat. reproducing radar, it's also showing the whole structure, and it's kind of this is like a average resolution right now. It's not like super. You've probably saw you probably saw um, uh, Lee Orff's video. Uh, where he simulates a supercell in super high resolution. He used probably a supercomputer to do it. But we can already see a lot of details, and it's pretty cool. But then, uh, obviously, it's not video game ready. You know, It doesn't look as good as you would want it to look like. So we came up with a lot of, of ideas, and we hired some people. And I'm going to show you, like, what that kind it's not that storm right now that i'm going to show you so it's more like a pole storm you know the, the the smaller storms that are forming when there's not enough shear or so i'm in the game right now if you can see Whoa, it that oh that is such a nice. cool graphic oh, I oh, thought you weren't my... supposed to park underneath uh, uh, <laughs> an overpass. Wow. I stopped there wow. on purpose. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. That I'm going to do that really, in really game. Good. I'm going to do that in yeah. the game. Just have people yell at me. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we, we, oh. we had oh. the rendering of the clouds to be kind of re quite realistic my yeah. liking <laughs> yeah we got yeah. towers going up to the southeast look at that that's cool that's, yeah oh. and you, you can also see them evolve a little bit yeah so you can see like the the actual convective movement oh yeah the, I, I thought oh, it was wow. i didn't i didn't even I notice like, that no, yeah. no, yeah, it's just moving for sure yeah i don't that's know amazing. about the frame rate that you're having on your side no but... that looks amazing no i can tell i mean that's realistic right you look at the clouds mm -hmm. and that's wow that's awesome oh my gosh you guys, it feels like you've put probably 30 or 40 hours into this thing already. Wow, 30 or 40 that. hours? I know. <laughs> 30 or 40 hours. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And you can even see the, the rain falling down from... Yeah, that's I just, I just want to sit there and take like a time lapse. Like, can I, can I just buy like a camera in the game and just post up there and take time? That would be awesome. I love, Mark, I love the little details. Like even the grasses are you know, doing that movement where you can see like, you know, inflow winds moving in towards the storm. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah. And it's also everything is directional. So if the wind is coming from behind you, you're actually going to see it on the grass, on the trees, uh, everything. So wow. that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a huge so cool. teaching tool, like literally yeah. that you could use this in class. You yeah. know, forget, forget I gameplay. I think it'd be just fun to drive around in, in <laughs> outbreak world watching storms go up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That well, cool. you're gonna be able to just drive and watch storms if that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, gonna drive and try and find Phil and try and run him off the road. Keep him running. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell people. you what, you'll Brady, you'll find me if you park under that overpass because I will come to you <laughs> oh, with man. my baseball bat and beat your windows. In. <laughs> 
god, that's like a person oh, that's running. Cool. Wow. This is and, so amazing. Uh, obviously, we want we want the as I said, I, I I think immersion is really important that you feel like you're actually seeing a storm and you're there, you know. So we made everything first person, including being inside of the car. So wow, nice. That's awesome. So everything works. And, I love uh, that. I want that car. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was just saying. That's not a bad car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, now, does this car does this car have bars. a sunroof? Probably not. Well, you should put a sunroof in it. Then you know, then you can shoot the camera right up through the sunroof like oh, that. That's good, good for hail, right? Yeah, great for collecting <laughs> hail. Collecting, all right. Put a net in there. More. Oh my god, that's that's this great, Mark. That's great. Uh, anything else you have to show? Uh, for now, um, we're we're. It's sad because in a probably in like twelve hours, I would have a little bit more to show. Uh, but for now, you it's tease. it wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you tease, you tease. Hey, that's great stuff. But hey, that is the sound, Mark. It's uh, it's time for our lightning round, and uh, this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions that we always play with our guests. We invite everybody to play along, especially if you're joining us live in the chat, um, uh, with, if you're one of our Patreon members. But I want you to know, Mark, tonight uh, we're going to play. And we did this when you were on last time. We obviously incorporated uh, video games. But tonight we're going to play a game called Name That Video Game Board Game. <laughs> Name That Video Game Board Game. So there's been numerous popular video games over the years and i'm sure outbreak will end up being one of them that they'll probably make a board game out of it somehow uh mm -hmm. they will find a way to to go hey let's make an outbreak board game because you know that Great idea that that group yeah, of people right, right that down, down mark write off. that down <laughs> so here's what we're going to do i i've got i'm i'm going to explain to you what the board game is and then you have to tell me uh, basically what video game is this board game. And these are real board games. Uh, what video game was this board game based off of? Does that make sense? <laughs> and, and if you don't get it right, uh, I'll turn it over to the freaks and, and they can throw in their hat to try and guess what it is. Um, I'm, I'm not too certain how well everybody knows their video <laughs> games here. Because Brady had, Brady had to explain... What a battle pack was to a gamer, which I thought battle was pass. No, I, battle I pass. I knew battle Mark pass. Knew. I, knew, I was explaining. I was trying to explain you, it to our viewing Mark, audience. Mark, do you know what a battle so. pass is? Okay, just yeah. It's when you use a pass and you pass with somebody. With it. All right, so here we go. Here's here's the first game, Mark. Uh, this game involves firing plastic discs at a cardboard cutout of Chaos, the franchise villain, while he tries to dodge them. Can you name that uh, video game? that it might be based off of. Okay, can you repeat? Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Use it in a sentence. Use it in a sentence, Phil. This game involves firing plastic discs at a cardboard cutout of Chaos, the franchise villain, while he tries to dodge them. So that's your clue. Do you know a video game that Chaos is the villain of this video game franchise? But he's not cardboard in the game, right? <laughs> All right, no. it doesn't matter. We're uh, going to have to need freaks, some help. Freaks, do you guys have any idea? Is that Crash Bandicoot? No, no that would be no, Skylanders. 
Oh, oh. Skylanders. Oh, Come on. Damn. All right. Yeah. Damn. 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 Wow. Okay, we're moving on, Mark. Based, <laughs> based right on right the. Now. Okay, this is no based idea. on the. Shh. Are, are you done talking? No. <laughs> okay. Based on the popular first person shooter franchise, this one actually has two versions. The original one in 2004 and the reboot in 2016. It's a tactical combat game which focuses on a battle between legions of player-controlled demons pitted against Marines. Can you name that first-person video game that this board game is based off of? Is it... I have no idea. <laughs> is it Doom? That oh, would yeah. be Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Doom yes. the board game. Actually makes Doom sense the board now. game. All right, next yes. one. Uh, this epic board game allows you to choose your race, class, and faction and embark upon an epic quest just like the massively multiplayer online game franchise. Election 2020. <laughs> name, that, <laughs> name that board game. Wow. That was genius. That was genius. Um, World wow. of Warcraft. World of Warcraft is correct. Wow. Yeah, World of Good Warcraft, job, the board Mark. game. You, Mark, right. you really are a nerd. Here we go. <laughs> you a nerd uh, rule. This game is literally a cheap-looking plastic version of the video game. You need to place your blocks in order and race to reach the middle before your opponent. Video game, blocks. Minecraft? Incorrect, race, freaks. Said, race, wow. Roblox? I'm with Sean. I'm with Sean. Call Asteroids. How about Tetris? How about Tetris? Oh, All right, okay. next one. Barely this this game. board game appears to very faithfully recreate the classic arcade game. Players must march their army of amphibians across the road and river while trying to hinder their <laughs> opponents with cars and logs. What? Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but Greg knows. I think I know this one. It's a Frogger. It's Frogger. Is that the actual oh. description, Phil? That's what? Is that the actual description of the game? Uh, it was on whatever website <laughs> I saw it on. Yeah, Brady, that game came out in 1984. <laughs> that made it seem so much more epic. It's just a frog trying to cross the road, man. But this was the board game, which must have been much more epic, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. A couple more. Just like the mobile game it's based upon, this board game variant involves a series of repetitive tasks. You build a tower, then knock it down. That's it. Mobile game. Build a tower, knock it down. Repetitive. Mark? Mobile game. Build a tower. I'm like thinking of Jenga, but that's not. Yeah. All right, freaks. Sorry, yeah. Jenga. No, Angry Birds. Knock on wood. Oh. Angry Birds. Wait, but you don't build a tower. When do you ever build it? <laughs> You well, always just well, knock who's going to do it in a freaking board game? It's, it's not going to oh, build a board game, Brady. Oh, doorknob, you yeah. got to build the freaking board. Okay. <laughs> come with like a bird. <laughs> this, uh, this surreal incarnation of the 80s arcade game in, into tabletop form, it looks like a geeky game of hungry hippos. You move around the board, gobbling up marbles while avoiding ghosts. Oh. Marco. Oh. Pac-Man. Yeah, all right, Pac-Man. Oh, Pac I'm like, there you go. 
<laughs> All right, two more. In this game, it's based on the action-adventure series. Players must compete to find the best targets to dispose of. They also move around the board collecting treasure, moving guards, and sneaking about to fulfill, fulfill their mission. And this is not Outbreak. Oh, a treasure. So uh, where else would you be finding the best targets to dispose of? Uh, treasure, sneaking around, missions. Oh. Okay, I'm going to need some help again. All right, freaks, what do you got? My kids play Minecraft. No. <laughs> All right, how about Assassin's Creed? That would be oh, Assassin's Creed what? Arena the is the board game. Oh my god, that is just ridiculous. All right, well, I can't put Assassin's Creed in there or put Assassin or Creed. I know, but oh, Creed. I've been playing games. You're not looking for treasure. You're going to jump off a roof and you know. All right, the last one. Here we go. It's a board game, dude. Hey, you can't hey, jump Phil, off a roof. Phil, board you're game. you're really offending uh, Brady's. <laughs> nerdiness here you are you are we got one more one more mark this very traditional roll and move board game has magic tiles as well as monsters to compete against (laughs) and a hearts and swords system keeps track of players health as link traveling through six worlds to rescue the princess zelda very good way to finish strong my friend yes and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't give that one to you either. You, you said Link. You were on that one. Yeah, that that was a little bit of a hint. Sometimes people get that. Some sometimes they don't. So tell you what, uh, Mark. How can people follow Outbreak and follow your progress and see what's going on? So the uh, best way is on all our social media. So I guess uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're always there, and uh, it's Outbreak Game everywhere. So just search for that. And uh, otherwise, there's outbreakgame.com if you want to find all the links and join our Discord server for uh, our cool community of weather nerds. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a great community of people to, to hang out with, so I would encourage that. But So tell you what, I mean, we got the holidays approaching, but after the holidays, you know, it's always time to go back and buy the stuff you didn't get, right? So at uh, nothing like ringing in the Christmas spirit for you, but at uh, at wxshed.com, uh, they've got a huge selection of weather theme merchandise, including Stormfront Freaks shirts, mugs, face masks, and stickers, including the mug that MJ and I got. Our what are you drinking mug, right? Nice. So uh, go go to wxshed.com and click on the brands tab to find all your Stormfront Freaks. Favorites, you know, they got to be careful with that name, WX Shed, because on this show, uh, that could get beeped out pretty fast. But uh, it's time, uh, it's time for our final break. Hey, we've got hashtag Weather Fools, Potty Mouth Forecasts, and uh, Brady's going to delight us with another What Happens Next, and uh, that is all coming up next. So, see you then. <laughs> This is Josh Margerman, better known as Hurricane Man, and you're listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. 
All right, everybody. It's time for our favorite part of the show. Hashtag weather fools. And by the way, if you ever see one on the internet, Instagram, Twitter, anything like that, uh, put a hashtag weather fools on it, retweet it, send it to Phil, whatever you want to do. But let's see your weather fools whenever you get them. And uh, we're going to go, we've got, I think, two today, two weather fools. Uh, let's go to Jen first. Jen, you found a weather fool online this week. What'd you find? Well, so uh, we had discussed prior to this that people have been very smart, but in the Italian Alps, they had quite a snowstorm. And I'm not sure what this guy was thinking. If you, if you can scroll <laughs> to my screen, there's this car right there. There is, um, I don't even, like probably over 10 feet of snow there. Um, or, or close to it, like eight feet. I don't know. But I mean, if you look around, so he, this guy parked his car and they're in the Italian Alps. So you got to expect like, this is probably like a ski Lots of snow, lots of snow. Yeah. yeah. And they get lots of snow, but it's like a lone car in the middle of nowhere. I don't know if he forgot his car or what he was thinking. I, I can't believe they even Poor found guy. it. You Why know? bother? Why bother trying to dig it out like that? Right. Yeah, right. That's not going show. anywhere. Right. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. He just wow. dug out his car and so he can see it from the drone somewhere. That's drone. you know what he he dug that car out specifically for the Twitter post. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for the viral Twitter post. Wow. Probably. And then you wonder though, are there cars actually around it that aren't dug out? Like <laughs> Good who point. knows? Right. Imagine so, what those snow plows are going to find once they start going down the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. But yeah, right so that, awesome. that is Thanks. my weather fool. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. Pump. Let's go to MJ now. MJ, you've got a weather fool. All right. I do. And this was shared to us by, I'm going to start it up there. This is uh, shared to us by Timothy V, who uh, tweeted it to us and to Ginger Z. But it originated with uh, Tammy Baxter, meteorologist at ABC7. Uh, in Chicago, and if you oh, watch, no. there's a there's a biker uh, oh, no. coming along as oh. these blood waves oh, no. are wipe, wiping up against, and you gotta believe he sees it coming, <laughs> oh, or she. God. But then it hits, and then there's a wipeout, and you know they say uh, Tracy uh, Butler says uh, word is that the person is okay, but as you can see, they pick up their bike, and now they start heading to try to get out of the way of the next one. Uh, and anyway, wow, it's, uh, oh it's, it's, yeah, they're talking about lakeshore flood advisories and, uh, why you need to heed those. So, like when they, hey, when they turn around, don't drown, yeah, turn around, that don't drown when you're in a car, right, but, you're on a bike they had to get their workout in. come on guys. Like they had to, they had to, you know, burn some calories with the biking. I think Mark's, a, Mark's, path, Mark's right? got to <laughs> plan some of that for uh, outbreak. So, you know, what a, I'm going to add the bikes to Outbreak now. <laughs> a bike into a tornado. <laughs> How cool would that be? <laughs> Chasing. Wow. That's you know tough. what, Mark? Level one of, of Outbreak should be you have to storm chase on a motorcycle. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This but is awesome. true. Awesome. So, uh, thanks, MJ, for that weather fool. Thanks, Jen. Uh, we'll have that in the uh, show 120. This is episode 120. We'll have them in the show notes if you want to. Uh, actually check out those videos both really funny and uh, that's weather fools for this week all right jen what do we got next 
All right, guys, it is the potty mouth <laughs> forecast time. So what we do is we search the dark web because, you know, our favorite meteorologists, they're not always nice or, you know, I'm not even sure the right way to say it, but sometimes they're a little flowery, as Phil would say. So we went digging deep this week to one of our good friends, Reed Timmer, who's been on our show a couple of times. And uh, he was, uh, I think, getting interviewed and didn't realize he was getting featured and said a few things that you maybe shouldn't hear or you shouldn't have. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Phil, let's play that clip. Yeah, I think he was still in chase mode. I mean, he, he was, uh, <laughs> let, let, let's take a listen. You guys will like that. Let's see him in action. The big time tornado on the ground. Storm chaser Reed Timmer risking his life in the face of danger. Oh, it's right here, it's right here. Yeah, get out of here. To release mind-blowing videos of weather at its most extreme. And to think that's what he does for a living. From hailstorms to tornadoes, hurricanes, and even snowstorms, Reed has seen it all. I absolutely love what I do as a storm chaser. Uh, when I'm out there storm chasing, I definitely have a sense of purpose. Not only am I enjoying what I do out there chasing storms, but it also can provide helpful information to people in the path of these storms. And uh, calling in reports or posting video can increase awareness. Uh, yeah, that, uh, oh, I can see what that's wow. <laughs> He's passionate, man. He's a passionate guy. Oh we love God. you, Reed. Yeah, right. so, yeah we'll, we'll keep, uh, Jen, we'll keep searching the dark web for, for some more. All right, Brady, you're back on tonight, sir, with uh, your infamous What Happens Next segment. What's that all about? All right, guys, welcome to uh, What Happens Next, where I'm going on the internet. I'm looking for some videos, uh, you know, that have to do with the weather and that are exciting. And the whole premise of this segment is I'm going to play maybe the first five to ten seconds of the video, and then I'm going to pause it. And I'm going to ask you guys as the freaks, and then you guys listening in and, and everyone in our, in our YouTube audience, uh, you guys feel free to join in too. You guys are going to guess what happens next. Mm. And some of it is some of this stuff is pretty crazy. So uh, so uh, feel free to feel free to guess. So I'll go ahead and uh, share my screen here. So for the first clip, uh, you have uh, a woman. She opens the door and she looks like she's got a bowl of some sort and she's shaking it. And, you know, you know, I don't know what she's trying to shake or, or what she's trying to, you know, who she's trying to call to come inside. What do you guys think happens next? <laughs> Okay, uh, so she opens the door and there's this level of snow about three yeah. feet up. I gotta think that the snow's all coming into the house. Yes, I, I think the something. dog's coming through the I middle. I think a dog it. is coming through the coming through the top. Yeah, so you, <laughs> okay. you think that? I think I, I think the dog may be coming through the snow dog. Yeah, door. I do too. Okay, oh. okay. Well, to give to everyone some context, yeah, the, the door is there's about three or four feet of snow on the door. So she's shaking the treats or something. You guys think it's a pet. Let's see what happens next. <laughs> no, she said it. Hey, you guys know me better. So for everyone listening, there was a cat outside apparently, and the cat just jumps through the bottom of the door and <laughs> everywhere. And it was just, it was awesome. How so. fast does that cat have to be moving to make it through? <laughs> yeah, really? It's I like don't a know. Cat, a catapult. What if, what if she didn't have, like, what if there was actually still door there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I know. Well, that you, cat like, would have been destroyed. 
<laughs> yeah, well, look at the beginning part of the video. I mean, the cat's out there, it's meowing, and there's a ton of snow, and somehow yeah, yeah. It, it somehow gets a running start, and boom, there, there it comes. All right, yeah, just so, for so our next video, put a piece of wood uh, there or something. Yeah. <laughs> so another cat, uh, this is another cat with a small oh child, God. and they're walking yeah. along a road. They're having a good time, you know, and I thought I'd keep it on uh, keep it on theme here with the uh, winter here and uh, with the cats. And what do you guys think happens next to that cat with the kid? I don't know, but she's cute. <laughs> uh, I gotta I think. She, she I hope she falls she, on the cat. Yeah, something. Uh, I think she. I think the cat trips the kid. A dog yeah, runs the them both over. The I don't know. The dog runs it. Well, like the All kids, one way or another, the kid's gonna face plant. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you guys are onto something here. I think, uh, I think you, some of you may have seen this video before, but so the cat and the kid are walking along, and uh, the cat is clearly wanting some attention, and the kid's not really paying attention to him, and not really paying attention Aww. to him, and uh, <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> Down. <laughs> <laughs> that is too like cute. So the cat basically oh, was like, "Hey, you weren't you weren't down. petting me. You weren't petting me. I'm gonna take you down, and you're gonna pet me now." That's why I don't like cats. <laughs> I love how Dan Wallace said snow angels. Snow That's angels. A good yeah. guess too. Oh, Team man. dog all the way. Team dog all the way. Yep, yep. So, uh, so those—that's it for our cats. Uh, now I want to get to. So this is a oh, skier. God. He is skiing along. And uh, I'll pause it right there. He looks like he's going through some powder. For those of you, get it, it's getting into ski season. Um, hopefully, the ski resorts near you are open because of COVID. But anyway, what do you guys think happens next? Looks like he's going to jump. He's got a jump coming up there. Yeah, he's going to go over that little thing and do a plan. Oh, no. I'm thinking avalanche. Oh. I'm with Maz on this one. <laughs> I, I, think, not, but... I think it's going to be an avalanche. Ooh, All right. All right. Well, let's see it. Yeah. Oh. So the skier, he oh. goes right by a ridge and causes a massive avalanche. You wow. guys will see it in just a second how massive this is. And he, he was about he was about a foot away from going down he with it. Close. Oh my gosh. That yes, is he was. crazy. And that's Whoa. terrifying. And look how big I mean, this is just that's a, a big massive, avalanche. Massive avalanche. I mean, if he goes down, I don't know if he's surviving that, but wow. Wow, look oh how far God. back it goes too up the hill. Yeah. You know what? I don't know, Brady, if I've ever seen a video of like a, a skier that started or triggered an avalanche and didn't go down with it. Like that's the first time I think I've ever seen it yeah. where they managed to escape it like that. Oh like, yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. And look at this. I mean, this they did a measurement. I I cause this I found this on a news article. They said that that ridge right there was ten feet tall. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean Holy. it looks it looks tiny in this in this image, but no. It was wow. 10, 10 feet tall. So it was crazy. You know, that skier got very, very lucky. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, my you, God. You guys got it. I think I think Maz got that one. He called the avalanche. So good job, he Maz. Did. And, he uh, did. Those were the videos we have for you on what happens next. Uh, once again, this is show 120. We'll have the links to those YouTube videos in our show notes. And, uh, Phil, kick it over to you. You got any more music coming up? Good stuff. Of course we do. <laughs> Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. You've got mail, baby, yeah. 
All right. We checked the Freak Fan Box today. We got a bunch of them. We didn't have some for a while, and everybody came through here this last week or two. Because <laughs> uh, we begged them. We begged them, exactly. Uh, I actually wrote a bunch of them. <laughs> oh, thank you, Greg. Uh, so Eric Crichton checked in. He received a Spotify badge for uh, binging six episodes of Stormfront Freaks Ooh. in one day. So uh, he tweeted wow. that out. That we're, yeah, He says, you're welcome. So thanks for propping up our numbers. Get, get better soon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Kyle was the winner of the um, autographed copy of the weather story by Serena Arnold. Right on. And That's checked awesome. in and said, thank you so much for this. This looks like it will be a very enjoyable book to share with my son who loves everything science. Love listening to your podcast. So thanks, Kyle. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to quick add on that note. I want um, everybody to know I asked Serena if she would be a bullpen backup for us on on shows that we maybe only had a couple people, and she was all for it. So awesome! We kind of have someone in the bullpen if ever needed. Cool, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, Our friend uh, Daniel Shaw was responding to Phil's post about our most downloaded show of 2020, and says, "I think they were all great. The winner should be the team behind Stormfront Freaks for producing a great show for all." Thank oh my God! I mean, how do you have no hearts? Sound, but you know, kiss emoji to you. That's there you go. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Sh- uh, Shannon Bolesky, uh, our guest on episode 103, uh, checked in, uh, congratulating us on over 150,000 downloads, and says, "Congrats, guys! If you haven't checked them out yet, it's a must. So much fun and great guests." If I do say so myself. And that was all Brady. Just each one, 150,000. Only half. My hand got really tired after a while. And And, uh, finally, Josh Morgerman also responding to uh, Phil's poll says it was awesome to appear on this podcast. I dug it. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And please uh, keep them coming. Yeah. Yeah. Brady, don't what pull did... that comment any other time during the show. What do you hey, mean? Phil... I don't understand. <laughs> Phil, what did yeah, that great. poll end up at, though? Did Morgerman win? No, uh, uh, he won the poll because I just asked people, who do you think got the most downloads? And, oh, and gotcha, he won gotcha, the poll. Gotcha. But um, all four of those, so it was uh, Ginger Z, Jim Cantori, Josh Morgerman, and then we had a, a special uh, Storm Chaser roundtable with uh, Daniel Shaw, Michael Binsky, uh, Picos Hank, Shima, and then Greg was on there with us. Um, and that's actually the one that so far has the most downloads. Could copy wow. that, yeah. For Not 2020. the skeletons? Not the skeletons. 2020. 2020. Not <laughs> oh, overall. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Not five years worth of shows, just, uh, <laughs> just 2020. So, hey, I think that just about does it uh, for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. So thanks for listening or watching. Uh, before I let you guys know who our next guest is going to be, if you like the show, uh, don't forget to subscribe uh, or follow the show so you get notified and receive the latest episodes delivered right to your podcast player the moment that we release it. Um, pretty simple. There's usually a button you push on that. And also visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Uh, you can check out all the ways you can support us and how we can do more with you, like live access to view our raw recordings, and chat with us uh, like like Dan has done tonight. Uh, maybe it's our monthly virtual happy hours, which we're going to have one next week. So 
Uh, we had a great time last month. I think we're all in for, for this month as well. Um, or, or maybe you just want to join us and our guests in our, our green room of our show recordings and chat with us and watch us as we record this live. But either way, visit patreon.com stormfrontfreaks. Uh, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Uh, so you can join us. And, and again, I just want to thank everybody for uh, helping to support our efforts to be able to bring you this content. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to uh, shout out special thanks to our guest tonight, uh, Mark Remyard. Mark, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Mark. Oh, Canada. If it's going to Jure High, is it au revoir, goodbye? Is that what it is? Bonjour, yeah, au revoir, goodbye. <laughs> au revoir, goodbye. Did you say it that way, too? Au revoir? But it can be au revoir. Bonjour, hi. Do you go au revoir, goodbye? Okay, that, that's it for our French lessons tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, Mark, I do want to say thanks, man. Thanks for showing us some of the uh, the new stuff, and, and we're looking forward cool. to seeing that come thanks out. Thanks for so having stay. me, and uh, don't forget, don't call me for French lessons. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We call me. And then uh, we're, for everybody that, that cares, uh, we're going to be recording a week early uh, on our next episode due to Christmas. So we're recording on Thursday December 17th, and we're going to have Weather Nation meteorologist Meredith Garofalo. Whoa. Uh, she's going to be joining us for the first time, uh, so that should be fun. We're looking forward to having her on. The That's audio awesome. show will be up just in time for Christmas uh, for those of you waiting for the audio version of that. But uh, For MJ and Maz, Brady, Greg, Jen, and, and Mark, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear tonight, guys. Uh, we'll definitely catch you next time. Bye. Good night. Bye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.